0: I'll be honest, like there was days in like after basic training and, you know, you listen to drill sergeants telling you, oh, yeah, you can't do this because they do this and this and this to you. So I'd get on the phone and I'd be like, I I don't think I got this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'd do that. And uh, my mom would always be on the other side of the phone and go, no, fuck that. You made it this far. Fucking keep going. Mm. You don't have time to fuck around. So if you quit, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And I'm sitting there and I'm second guessing myself. So even the guys that make it, we all have second guesses of ourselves. We always sit there and be like, man, is this the right route? Is this, am I going to make it? Am I going to do well? And the whole thing is, yeah, you can't just say, fuck you. I'm going to keep on going. It doesn't matter what you say, your experience and who you are. That's not me. And if you go in there and you give it 100%, and let's say you don't make it, but you gave 100%, you're willing to walk away and be excited with that because you gave it everything you got and you're exhausted and you're like, okay, I I gave it everything I got at this moment. It doesn't mean that you can't go back and do it again.
1: All right, we're ready to go. We'll probably move the player.
0: No, that's off anyway, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah.
1: Get all just be like, people will be like, Oh, we just heard an hour long of just <laughs> chewing noises. <laughs> we unsubscribe from your podcast,
0: <laughs> they know it was ASMR. Be like, Oh, sorry, dude.
1: <laughs> the, chewing episode. the chewing episode, anyway. We got Logan Lewis here, um, Black Flag Nation on Instagram. Um, pretty cool Instagram account. That's actually how I got in touch with you. I yeah. found you via your Instagram and a couple other accounts that we have in common um and then you were just in Doylestown for christmas and i i I was like hey we got a podcast come on on monday and i like did not think this was gonna work at all and you were just you made it so easy
0: yeah man it's uh i try to make everything easy try to facilitate everybody like there's people who are like oh dude come come see me at this bar. And I'd be like, uh, that's a hundred miles away. I don't think I But you can come to me. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a drink or something. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty easy going, especially you guys are down the road. So I was like, Hey, uh, I think I'm going to do this podcast on Monday. And I was like checking it with my girlfriend. I was like, can we, uh, we do anything but she's like yeah we don't get anything i was like all right cool <laughs>
1: that so that's what you're up here for the, just yeah. the holidays and yeah. stuff girlfriend's
0: yeah. uh family's up here she uh they live like in warrington and okay Front, so i was just nice. hanging out here it's a small world yeah it is really small it's, it's really, really nice here too you guys got a nice little area and i love it here so yeah the
1: only the, i mean as you can experience it was it was pretty nice out this morning or like yeah. yesterday now it's freezing cold again. Yeah, I walked out so. of the gym
0: and it started like snowing on me. I was like, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it, it was flurrying a little bit. We were out, we were outside pretty early this morning. Um, and it, it just, you don't really, it kind of just like, it was warm. It was weird when it's warm, when it's still dark out. Yeah. And then as it gets daylight, it gets colder. Yeah. And that's what that's what we got hit well, with. Today.
0: Yeah. When the sun starts coming up, that's the coldest time of the day. So it sucks. Yeah.
1: So, so what. I like, I found you on Instagram and your Instagram is pretty cool. What, like, what is it exactly? It's, is it, it's like a curated kind of Uh, like appreciation, military appreciation kind of.
0: Yeah. So like when I first started off, it was, uh, kind of like a fitness group. It's kind of like, Hey, you know, I have this workout plan that I, that I did when I went to SFAS and, uh, I, uh, did pretty well in SFAS. I had like personal problems, so I got dismissed from the course. Um, so, and it was like day 17, so it kind of sucked, but I was doing really well with like the physical aspects of it. So a lot of guys started asking for it. And, uh, I actually saw that there's somebody that you don't follow. It's uh, a buddy of mine. He's a uh, soul snatchers, soul snatchers. Yeah. Soul Snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, a he's a really good friend of mine and, uh, I was just trying to give him the program. He's like, nah, man, start your own thing. Like do this. And I was oh, like, yeah. nah, I dude, I'm way too busy. And this is pre COVID, so I'm like, I'm way too busy. I don't have the time to do this stuff. And plus I don't even know how to do this. So uh he one night I got super drunk and COVID's about to hit and he's like talking to me while I'm almost blackout and I'm like, Yeah, let's just let's just do it. So we ended up doing it and I woke up the next day, he's like, Hey man, Black Flag Nation's like up. And I was like, What? He, he helped said, you with your logos and everything yeah, like that. So I came up with the logos, he just Created the account and then, uh, started like doing, he was like, you can do wherever you want with it. So it started off at like fitness stuff. And then it turned into like, I have a big, um, passion in my life about leadership. Mm. Uh, like throughout me being a kid, my dad always told me, you know, three things to be successful in this world is responsibility, quality, and quality. And, uh, it's kind of like taking that and applying that to, you know, whatever you do makes you successful. So I kind of ran with that. And you'll see, like, on every single post that I do, is usually like a life lesson or a leadership lesson that I've learned over the years, um, especially being in my special operations background.
1: Yeah. You're on the, 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 how it all, the universe like brought it all together was I, I forget what day it was. It was before Christmas or maybe you know, Christmas Eve. I saw a post. I saw your post about um, like why you joined. Oh, yeah. Um, and (laughs) I read that and I usually selfishly don't really read Instagram posts unless I'm, you know, close with you or actually connected to, you know, in actual community. Um, I assume that's how everybody lives, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be the case. So I read your post and I was like, damn. And then I something happened where I saw that you were close by and I was like, oh, I have to I just have to reach out.
0: You would be surprised how many people hit me up. They're like, yo, man, you're in you in Bucks County. Like, did you go to school there? Like, who are you? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not from this area. I'm actually just from a small town in Indiana. So uh yeah, that's that story is actually a really personal story to myself. Uh and it's because a lot of people kind of suffer the same way Mm. like you go throughout and everybody's always telling you like it's like oh i want to be an airborne ranger or i want to be special operations i want to do this and for a lot of the people they're always like yeah no you can't do that that's that's one percent of the one percenters like there's no way you're able to achieve that and uh my only message for that like that whole thing was like throughout my life (laughs) he's just He'll just, dude, he'll just dock. He'll just be right, like, the pet me all day, man. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's uh, like even even going through life, like at teachers telling me I wasn't going to do something, at friends being like, yeah, I think you're setting yourself too high. Even my parents, like my dad, you know, they always want to console you and be like, hey, maybe you're setting your sights a little too high and there's nothing wrong with going there and, I just refused and going through rip in 2008 and doing that stuff, like I had some pretty shitty injuries going through and, uh, I just, knee injuries, I had a knee, I had a broken rib, um, dislocated a couple of fingers doing some bear crawls at cold range. So that's, <laughs> that's always a good one. Everybody has a cold range story if you're in regiment. So, uh, yeah, I
1: heard one about somebody, I think almost tripping at cold range.
0: Oh, uh, tripping's like... Like
1: having like a hallucination. They were just so oh, yeah. like... Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: No, that's that's a common occurrence. Like mine was like I had... I could have swore the cadre got dressed up in bunny suits and were fucking with us big time. Like it was crazy. So I was just like, all right, this, this is too much for me. <laughs> um But yeah, it, the whole message was like, as long as you're going through some... You can be going through the worst shit in the world. And as long as you just tell yourself, be like, hey, I'll quit tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and it's hey, it's today. So tomorrow I'll quit, and you just keep on saying that to yourself, like as much as bad as you want to quit, just keep driving through that day, and just like hey, tomorrow I'll quit, and then just keep saying that to yourself to drive on to get to the next day, and you'll just you'll make it, and that's the it's just being resilient through a lot of shitty times, and it kind of goes into life too, like you might not have the greatest day, but yeah, hey, I'll quit tomorrow on this or whatever it is. So that's, that was that whole principle of that. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said. People, people
1: present like plan B's for you. Yeah. And it, it comes from a lot of different places. Um, you know, some people, they don't see it in themselves, so they don't see it for you. Right. Some people, you know, like maybe your parents, like your mom or somebody, you know, she just, wants you to be safe or yeah. your mom's like, Oh, I don't want, I don't want you to get your feelings hurt. So like, yeah. maybe it doesn't work out. Just be ready for it. Yeah. But if you don't, and I think that, um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even that old. I'm 33, but like, I've seen a lot of people come up through different businesses or different, you know, obviously yeah. military challenges or sports or athletic. And if you don't have it within yourself to just tell yourself all of these things, when people at like, when you see people ask like, famous people or athletes like, oh, what does it take or whatever? It's just like, buddy, you just got to have to, you have to kind of do it for yourself because yeah. nobody's going to be there for you. No,
0: not at all. Uh, and it's kind of funny. Like my mom was always the driving force for me. So like background on my mom. All right. Uh, my dad, you know, police officer uh, kind of grew up with that. You know, the cop, I'm I'm the kid that, you know, has cop parents. Um, <laughs> my mom was a very tough woman and she actually kind of drove me to the military like my family kind of drove me to the military because it was like hey uh we don't have money for college and uh so you're either gonna have to pay for college or you're gonna join the military to pay for college and you know all this other stuff so uh just kind of figure it out so I kind of like figured it out it's kind of like a lot of people are like man that's kind of tough and I was like no it wasn't really that tough my mom's uh an ex-bodybuilder back in the day so she was like you know, me and my dad be working out in the in the garage and she come out there and just, you know, slap on 235 and crush it out like it was nothing and just, you know, gosh oh, shit. Oh, God damn. But, yeah, my mom was uh, pretty rough on me. Um, not rough. I wouldn't say rough. I would just say she was, uh, you know, kind of a tough woman, kind of didn't allow me to be like, oh, I got time for bullshit kind of thing. So, uh, they never really presented a plan B to me. Um Again, you know, setting my sights high, you know, they're always like, hey, it's okay to, you know, do the basic stuff. But at the same time, she kind of like was like, all right, you're going to do this. And I'll be honest, like there was days in like after basic training and, you know, you listen to drill sergeants telling you, oh, yeah, you can't do this because they do this and this and this to you. So I'd get on the phone and I'd be like, I I don't think I got this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'd do that. And uh, my mom would always be on the other side of the phone and go, no, fuck that. You made it this far, fucking keep going. Mm. You don't have time to fuck around. So if you quit, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And I'm sitting there and I'm second guessing myself. So even the guys that make it, we all have second guesses of ourselves. We always sit there and be like, man, is this the right route? Is this? Am I going to make it? Am I going to do well? And the whole thing is, yeah, you can't just say, fuck you. I'm going to keep on going. It doesn't matter what you say, your experience and who you are, that's not me. And if you go in there and you give it 100%, and let's say you don't make it, but you gave 100%, you're willing to walk away and be excited with that because you gave it everything you got and you're exhausted. And you're like, okay, I I gave it everything I got at this moment. It doesn't mean that you can't go back and do it again. And that's what a lot of guys do. A lot of guys go, they don't make it. They go to the 82nd or 101 or, you know, whatever, and- Some of them are happy with it, and I get that. And some guys are like, "Hey, I can't wait to go back." What do I? A lot of guys hit me up on Black Flag. No, sorry. A lot of guys hit me up on Black Flag, and they're like, uh, "Hey, what? What can I do?" Like, I just failed out RASP, and like I have a medical. Like I got medically dropped, or I didn't meet the requirements. And my first thing is, "Hey, make sure you meet those requirements. Work at that. Go get your ranger tab because you're gonna have to go get your ranger tab." when you're in ranger regiment
1: yeah i think a lot of people don't outside of like the you know inner circle don't realize that ranger tab yeah and scroll are two different things
0: oh yeah oh uh, yeah a lot of people will come to me and be like hey i'm a ranger i'm like all right that's cool bro uh the one thing to kind of like segregate those guys and like kind of figure out be like hey uh how was your cold range experience like that's how you're gonna figure it out like hey, are you actually in the special operations community, airborne ranger, or are you just ranger qualified? Mm. And I know there's a lot of people out there who's like, oh, I'm a ranger, but have they only been to ranger school. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know that you want that title, but airborne ranger is strictly ranger regiment. Yeah, who says it? Um,
1: Tim Kennedy says it a lot. He'll yeah. say, I'm a, I'm a ranger qualified yeah. Green Beret. And what people, what people, people just like they just like glance over. But what that means is he went through the ranger tab, yeah, training like the leadership training course, right? Which is,
0: it's uh, respectable. Yeah, it's um, there's but it's, nothing wrong with it. it.
1: It's not the same as being like a ranger or yeah. in ranger yeah, regiment. Yeah,
0: doing the ranger mission, mm-hmm. um, the ranger regiment mission, which is a special operations mission. Um, going to ranger school, like anybody can go to ranger school. I like I went to ranger school and I had a seal team seal team two guy go with me. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great leadership course. It's making you qualified to do the job and Mm -hmm. for ranger regiment, they send the guys to ranger school to become leaders. So they've identified you as as a potential leader and they're like, all right, you're going to go to ranger school. And it's, it's a competition in 75th. Like I would have to, you would literally have to fight tooth and nail to get your spot because if there's somebody that beats you, by doing a couple more push-ups or beat you by a minute on the five mile, you
1: ain't going to Ranger School. Yeah, because there's only so many Ranger tab schools per year.
0: Yeah, there's only so there's twelve in a year, um, but there's only a certain slots that each unit gets, and so regiment might be get like a hundred, a hundred cross three battalions. So then you're so getting, there's three battalions yeah, in the seventy fifth. I think there's five now in there. Yeah, there's it, it's it's grown since I left. Yeah. There's
1: there's two more now.
0: Yeah. There's a like three
1: primary, I guess you could say, like plus
0: two. Okay. Yeah, so the infantry, like the, the the line, you have one, two, three are those
1: like affiliate with like like National National Guard or, or is that just like their own independent like a, they're not uh, an auxiliary. Oh okay.
0: Yeah, okay. I think I think but I think Regiment was like, Hey, we have a need for uh, military intelligence, like military intelligence. Uh so they stood up the RMIB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then RSTB is just special troops battalion. So you got, I don't even know who's in that anymore. Um, but then you also have RRC, which is Ranger Recon Company or detachment. And they're, they're pretty cool guys too. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, once you get in, they, they identify you as a leader and they'll be like, Hey, you're going to go Ranger school. And then you're expected to make it through.
1: Did you go right from basic training through RAS? Like, or did you do a rotation? So,
0: so I, so how it goes now, now it's different than how I went through. I went through in 08. So it was, you went to basic training, you went to airborne school. And then once you completed airborne school, then you went to RIP, Ranger Indoctrination Program, which now has changed to RASP. The difference is RASP is eight weeks long. RIP was four weeks long. But that four weeks long, they are beating the crap out of you, man. RIP's a kind of a cooler name though. Yeah, it is. It was, oh, I just went through RIP. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a. Uh, Rasp
1: sounds like he kind of just like got in a fight with a, like a clan of bees.
0: Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I went to Rasps. I went to Rasps.
1: That's usually. Uh, he got in a fight with like a hornet's nest.
0: It's usually my first. Uh, <laughs> like when I was in. When I got into a leadership position, I was like, hey, man, how was Rasp? And like guys would be like, oh, it wasn't too bad. And I was like, really? Because RIP was like the worst experience of my entire life. Like, it's probably second now. But it was, like, the worst experience of my life. Like, I I remember my instructors. I remember every word that they told us. I remember what they did to us. And you
1: deployed a bunch?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've deployed six times. So, like, that's pretty
1: – you know what, though? That's kind of good that the program was that hard, though, then. Yeah. Because if, like, the training program is the hardest thing that you remember or like you, or the second hardest thing, you know, yeah, then I, it was – it, it, you know, prepared you, I guess.
0: Yeah. uh At I, least
1: in, that's, in that environment, it's important.
0: I would say RASP is kind of, they kind of made a shift, a shift over to, like, hey, we want guys to be more technologically proficient. Like, uh, we want to teach them and more instruct than it is to, because when I went through RIP, like, I got to Ranger Battalion and, like, I had a broken right foot. I had tendonitis in both of my knees. I had Achilles tendonitis. I had a broken right Right fifth rib and dislocated fingers. I mean, I went through a lot of shit. And when I got to battalion, I was useless for like the first six weeks because I had to wait for everything to get healed up.
1: So did they scale back the physicality of the training to make it make, you know, more intelligent soldiers rather than, you know, beat up soldiers?
0: Yeah, I think it was more like, hey, we're going to push you a little bit. We're not going to push you too hard but we're going to push you to get quitters. Um, but I think it was like their weed out processes through doing some of the technical stuff. So maybe like, I, I think marksmanship is one of the requirements if, if I'm wrong. So they, that's a way that they weed out instead of for me, it was like, Hey, we're going to go to coal range and we're going to get you to quit by making the worst pain on you. Like, so we're going to make you low crawl for hours and, Hit the wood line until two school, two schools of yeah. thought, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the beginning of the beginning of Cole Range is uh, is building the fire, but they don't tell you that, and they're like, "All right, hit the wood line, go grab, go grab a stick." So and the wood line's like what a quarter mile away. Yeah, so you're running like a quarter mile to the to the wood line, and then quarter mile back. So you're running a half a mile, and they tell you multiple times it's like throughout the whole day like we're talking this is like when i did it it was like 36 hours of just straight doing that and they just play fuck games all day and you're building that fire and then you know it gets cold i went through in december so it was cold as fuck and uh benning so um we uh just sit there oh yeah i haven't even asked can we even cuss on here yeah it's
1: full blunt Right, okay. Cool, yeah, cool. full blown. I was just sitting here
0: <laughs> b- dropping f bombs, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. So now bad.
1: there's absolutely no way to prevent any of us. We're well educated pirates here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we read. We read books. But we also can't stop from saying the f word. That's good. All right. Cool. Cool. All
0: right. Because I'm sitting here and dropping them like all day. And I'm like, man, I don't feel go, like I'm saying so it, much. Uh, no. So like, we'll, they'll build the fire, and you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, you know, the night's falling. It's getting colder and colder, and they build this fire. And they're just like, hey, uh, you can go to sleep if I get 40 quitters. I get 40 quitters. And then they tell you this before you start hitting the wood line shit. They're like, 40 quitters. You guys go sleep. They ain't going <laughs> to tell you how long you get to sleep, but you get to go sleep. You get you get to stop. And uh, I remember the fire was just huge. And at this time, there was probably like 20 of them. And they're like getting the hot dogs on their, on their sport because we haven't eaten either. And uh, like. 20 guys are sitting around the fire. They're all roasting their hot dogs and the cadre like walks out like to the point to where he can barely feel the heat from the fire and he sets up formation. Like we're all in formation He's like, Hey, you know, I just need 20 more guys. Give me 20. You give me 20. You guys go sleep. The the day's over and then you wake up tomorrow and we'll just do it again. And they would be like, we'd stand there for hours in a freezing cold. And then uh, one of them, I remember a Sergeant Shannon man, came out and he had like a hose. And he didn't like spray us. He like let it run and he would just come up to you and like douse you. And it's December, it's like 30 degrees and he like dousing you and just like letting it run down the front of your uniform. And he's like, hey, you want to quit? You can quit anytime you want, man. Just quit. Just just give up. Like your day's over. You go over there. You can eat. You haven't eaten today. Have you? Hey, how many of you guys eating today? And they just mess with you hard. And, uh, and he would just be like, you know, I, I remember there was one guy in front of me, he would just like, the guy was doing that. And he was like, he started crying cause he just wanted to quit so bad oh, no. and you could just Dang. see it. And he's just like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just quit. <laughs> and the cadre feed on it. They're just like quit. So then another <laughs> guy comes over. He's like, you crying? You think Rangers cry? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, do not quit. Cause I have to step up. And, like, we all have to backfill. Like, I have to step up into that position. It's going to make me have to take the hose, too. Man, I don't (laughs) want this. Don't you fucking quit. And uh, so I think we ended up getting, like, I I think he got, like, 22. And he's like, all right, you guys go sleep. And uh, there's a little place called Circle of Woe. Oh, man, Circle of Woe is, like, the worst part ever. Um, It's just sand. So now we're all wet. And they're like, all right, go sleep. Go sleep in the Circle of Woe. And we'll uh, wake you up when it's time to start your next day. And it's like 4 a.m. the next day, anyway. So we know we're waking up as soon as dawn hits and we got land to have and all kinds of shit. So they have us out there, and I, I swear, man, I it said they said I got two hours of sleep. I'm pretty sure I got like 10 because I didn't sleep. So it was just like, dude. And then they're waking you up and they're spraying you with water and they're dropping arties. They're like, wake the fuck up and doing all kinds of shit. What month did you go through? I went right before
1: it was about to be like no shit cold. Yeah. So yeah. So like, you were like. It sup- cold enough, but what they
0: did, they brought in a fucking water truck and filled that fucking ditch. Yeah, the it, ditch? Oh my God. Up, and they were like, go through it. Oh, they and made you crawl they through, they through the ditch? Yeah. So we didn't get to change like boots or anything until the medic said something. <laughs> we actually had guys go down for I'm not uh, laughing I'm laughing yeah so dude
1: no and he's like not, quit. quitting. Yeah, he's I not quitting. quitting I remember you told me that you like he told me oh like I like the first time I saw him after all that I was like so how you doing and he's like dude no shit on like the march back he goes every step I took it was like I was walking on broken glass
0: yeah 100%. It and is. I was
1: like, I literally looked at him. He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: just,
1: and I'm like, all right, cool. And I didn't ask about it for a few more days. <laughs> I was just like, all right, cool. Too soon. Too soon. What they don't tell you
0: what they don't tell you is like uh, there's a 12. It's like a six to eight, 12 mile or a six to eight. Uh, for us, it was a 12 mile ruck march out there. And then there's a 12 mile ruck back. So yeah. it's like. When you go out there, it's not too bad because you're dry and your feet. But it's still 12 miles and you got, like, everything in your back. It's, like, 40 to 50 pounds on your back. And it kind of fuck sucks. But then on the walk back, you have wet boots. Your feet probably haven't left the boots in, like, two days. So your feet are just destroyed. Um, Your knees are tired because you've probably been doing up-downs and all kinds of crazy shit. And they're making you – the ditch, I remember the ditch – there he had that shit, like, full up with water when I got there. Like, there was a guy standing out there with a fire hose, like, flicking, filling that bitch up. <laughs> and uh, by the time we got into it, there was a nice little sheet of ice across it. So, like, the first couple of guys got in, actually had to break up the ice for us. And uh, I was just like, bro, this this is intense. Like, this is the worst thing. Like, I'm 19 at the time. And I've got grown ass men telling me that I'm biggest piece of shit because, you know, whatever, because I'm not going through the the water fast enough. Uh, There was another guy, his name is Mangione, and uh, he would give the most, like, he he would give, like, he would go on rants and he would just be like, yeah you know, I did this in Afghanistan, I climbed, you know, 3000 feet up. And then, you know, I'm sitting in a sniper hole, and I'm just waiting for this motherfucker to come through. And so I kill him. You know, I'm waiting. And he's just like, dogging us down the whole time. And guys are quitting during this. Guys are quitting hearing this story. And they're like, I can't do this. I would never be able to do this. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worthy kind of thing. And it's just it's funny because you're just sitting there. And you're just like, wow, what, what the fuck did I get myself into? Um, and I kind of had that, I had that mentality. I was like, all right, I don't give a fuck. Uh, they can, they can dog as much as you want. They can set me aside. Tell me how big of a piece of shit. Cause they used to do that. They would do that too. They bring you aside and they just be like, Hey, you're a piece of shit. You suck. You should just quit. Just <laughs> quit. And I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not a piece of shit. And like, he's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Like I see it. You're not going to make it. You're going to be, you're gonna be a terrible ranger. You should just quit right now. And it's, you're just sitting there, and it's like, "Am I a piece of shit? Fuck, I might be a piece of shit. All right, well, this piece of shit ain't gonna quit." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great community though. Um, once you get in, it's like a brotherhood that you can you could never like, like I've never met your brother, but like me and him probably sit down and bullshit for. Years about everything, just because it's just how we are. We're all like, I've um mm-hmm. when I got to uh when I moved to Fort Walton Beach to take the job that I'm at currently now. Um, well yeah, which by the way, if any of y'all watching, uh, if you're going through Ranger School and you guys got to go back to Florida phase, I'll see you there. It kind of sucks, but uh, <laughs> good luck. I'll see you, ladies. I'll I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I got down there and there was, a, a couple of guys from battalion that I've never met, like older dudes, like way before me, like they got in, like when the war started and, uh, I met one of them and he was just like, what's up dude? You know, kind of like, and it's like hit off from there. Uh, I used to have a, a buddy of mine. He, uh, he was my chief, uh, chief of operations for black flag. He recently just, uh, stepped away cause he's venturing off and doing other things um but his name's Dino and he's from 375 never met the man never met like face to face like always had a bunch of stuff but yeah he helped me a shit ton and we would just be bros and it kind of like irritated my girlfriend she's like you never met him like how do you like how are you guys brothers I was like it's just how it is like we're all just we like embrace each other because we know what we've all been through and uh, just the small little things that we've been through and, like, the cold range stories. Everybody's got one, so we love sharing it, and then we talk about further and further about deployments. But one of the guys I actually uh, I ended up uh, hanging out with the most is uh, his name's Byron, and uh, he was in 375, I think, BCO. I could be wrong, but uh, he was on Heditha Dam. And if you don't know Heditha Dam, I recommend go go read about it like uh the battle of haditha dam in iraq was an intense uh, battle between the iraqis and the uh 375 and it is a crazy story to listen about that um but yeah he had a bunch of stuff and um where's he,
1: where's he located in the country so
0: now? he's in crestview he actually runs a dog training course it's a uh, coastline canine up there in crestview um so he trains dogs now. Um, just from
1: road trip. We're yeah. starting to get a decent road trip rest here.
0: Bro, you guys come down there, there's beaches like you you can imagine. We've um, been talking about it maybe in the spring. Yeah. Like, coming down. Yeah, that I'd be cool as shit if you guys came down. Um
1: uh, uh there's it's a, just it's just like kind of everything's just we used to travel a lot and then the way like things are locked down and then they're not locked down and then they are locked, it it's making it very hard to kind of like Plan trips out in the future so we've just been becoming more equipped with road vehicles <laughs> and once our fleet is ready we'll be hitting the open road with the podcast coming, coming,
0: <laughs> come to florida nothing's locked down really it's um yeah I hear very it's, open
1: i hear it's like the the place to be right now
0: yeah um i like florida um i like the people down there too they're kind of i don't know it's they're kind of more laid back they're not, like, uh, most of them are retired anyways, so they're just, like, on the slow flow of everything. They're not, like, trying to run through everything. Uh, I, I came from Virginia, so D.C. area, so I, it was kind of a nice change of pace. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Florida is pretty cool. Um, I hear a lot of good things about
1: Florida. The weird, A weird thing I did hear about Florida recently that doesn't quite make sense is um, – you know how, like, exhaust pipes you can get those, like, flame kits to have exhaust <laughs> shoot out? Yeah. I think Florida is the only state that's completely illegal. Which doesn't make sense because yeah. that's something you would probably have if you lived in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A, that's a completely Florida man thing to do. Oh, for sure, it's like a flame exhaust. Florida yeah, you gotta got to have a
0: flame work. exhaust. You get it's like come standard issue with everything. You, you got to <laughs> fight off the tailgaters. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> 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 you, you have to start taking oh, the this, this stay back sign yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Lights you on fire. There's a, <laughs> there's another thing too. Like when I got down there, I never knew. I didn't know this existed, and I didn't know it was really popular. But the California or not the California, the uh, Carolina lean, where they have the big tires on the front. Uh, yeah, and they drop it back. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, oh, like no practical sense to me. It Drops
1: like, it way back.
0: I'm like, it's what, what like are you, you do? doing, man? Like, yeah, what, pull it California what's, lean. What's the whole point of this? Like, I never, I never understood that. I mean, uh, it's just something to do. Yeah, look it up. It's it's crazy. Look at that. Yeah. Like why?
1: I don't know. I guess if you. You know, you know what kind of that reminds me of? It's like you just went to Home Depot and you put a pallet of cinder blocks yeah. of concrete in the back of your truck and exactly. you don't, you and don't have guy, enough weight for it.
0: The guy's not even sitting behind the w- steering wheel. He's like halfway hanging out of his, out of his uh, window because he, he, yeah, yeah. he can't see. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you wouldn't have to do that if you just lower the front or just make the back
1: the same we gotta, height. F- we have to find... We're gonna have to find somebody that's got a squatted truck and talk to them about this. Oh yeah, I would love to. They come I don't down even, to Florida. You'll find one. Yeah, I think we. I don't. I mean, we know a lot of truck people up here, but people are—it's diesel nation up here. No, I don't oh, yeah, think yeah, anybody yeah. up here would do that.
0: Yeah, it's diesel nation down there too. Kind of like you get you get those diesel guys. Like I worked with a couple of them. They get some nice trucks. Like I'm just.
1: Oh, Florida. The guys down in Florida, like you you go to those truck instagram pages and i i feel like nine out of ten of them are in florida oh yeah yeah, at the gas stations with their wheels lit up in the wheel well and everything there's
0: there's one that parks outside of one of the bars and that thing is like i'm i'm six two and i think the bottom of the like where the the truck is is like eye level to me and it's huge. Damn. It's got and like it's a little important. elevator that pops yeah. out. I, I a little think,
1: crane that comes off the side.
0: I think the step-up <laughs> ladder actually, like when you step up to it, it like raises you back up to the truck. Like, And I'm just like, what, what do you do with this? And I saw
1: a truck like that in New Orleans last time we were down there, like right before the virus broke out. The virus. The vid. Pre-vid. Before uh, Homicron and all his buddies showed up. PC, yeah, pre COVID. And yeah. this guy had a truck like that, and it said something about keeping the fat bitches out. <laughs> hey. And I walked past this, and he was the ugliest son of a bitch. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is something we should be having on the back of our truck here, buddy, but I, I think it's funny. But he's just like, yo, the truck's so high because it's
0: something about the fat. I was not like, PC, bro, that's, not PC. Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> that's aggressive. That's <laughs> aggressive. It, it, I was like, oh, jeez. Or the guys on the back, uh, they they'll put uh, the sticker. I eat ass. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come
0: on, yeah. man. Come on. Ass. You know, you know. There's it's some... like there's little kids on the <laughs> road. Yeah, you know. You're <laughs> being such an <laughs> asshole. You know, there's some kid in the back seat going, I eat. What's that dad, mean, mom? It's like you're mean? making
1: so many people's lives complicated yeah. potentially. Oh, so I funny. think it's fine. When um you have, like, a race car or, like, a car that you just take to, like, cars and coffee. If, like, you don't yeah. take the car out a lot. Like, we we have a car that the... um Jeez, Ram. He's the,
0: like, what's going
1: on? We have a car where the front license plate has, like, a Euro plate on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not... It doesn't completely say fucking quick, but it looks like German letters and just yeah. says fucking quick. That's nice. And, like, we don't take that car out that often, but when we put the plate on the car... The car got a decent amount of like yeah. around town. So like every yeah. now and then I'm like I look yeah. back on that and I'm like we probably upset a few people with this.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> like there's somebody out there that I don't and I don't understand this cuz I'm this kind of the, like I'm I'm totally opposite of this. Like people are looking for ways to complain about something more than ever. And I don't understand it. It's like hey like, people are like, oh, don't you feel, you know, pissed off that that person's bad-mouthing you? I'm like, No, oh, you know what? You can bad-mouth me. I don't care. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, you have a decent amount of, like, social presence on the Internet. So I guess you probably do get some, like— I don't. You don't? I
0: don't. I try to keep a positive vibe on there um, because, like, a lot of guys hit me up, as usual. They're like, hey, man, I'm kind of struggling with this. And I'm, I'm always there. Like I'll answer it. I, you can go through all my, like, there's people they are like, yeah, Instagram, this guy, and he didn't even respond. I respond to every single person that respond, like text me. Yeah. You responded really quick. Yeah, I do. It's, it's because I'm like, I try to keep it like, Hey, you're important to me. Like your story. Like I always hit up people. and like, Hey, you know, share your story. Because if it, if it's a story that has a lesson, life lesson behind it, somebody needs that story and i always hit a i hit up like guys in the military weightlifters i'm like hey man have you ever had like a sticking point like where where have you had to like your challenges have to and how did you solve your challenge
1: so you're yeah. like collecting like a catalog of everybody's yeah. like experiences yeah it's, it's it kind of sounds like he should start a podcast
0: yeah no yeah you should nah, man. i don't know i don't know podcasts like I, I enjoy what you guys do This is cool like I don't think I have like I'm stretching my technological advances mm. with Instagram and like trying to do the right hashtags <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So like trying to get all these cameras and everything that you, you guys could get do audio say. only yeah though. yeah um,
1: the, if you did just audio all you need is this um, this thing right here. Yeah. And the microphones. Yeah, that's it. And everything records right to that. And then you just take the chip out and just the same way you upload pictures, boom, on internet.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. We'll I'll talk into to. it later. <laughs> I'm, uh, we got a business venture here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But you're in, so Florida phase. Yeah is a part of like the ranger like what is florida phase
0: so florida phase is like the last phase of ranger school so by the time they get to us they they know the right answer but then now what we're my biggest thing like when i sit there as an instructor and i think a lot of the other guys do the same thing uh we try to get them because they come from mountain phase which mountain phase is like hey check the box you know you know what you need to do these steps to you know do a raid or do an ambush or whatever you're doing and so the cool thing about Florida and the reason why I wanted to go to Florida was because you kinda had the freedom of um teaching. How you how you're gonna instruct and it's more real world. So my uh and it kinda goes with Black Flag Nation's um motto, Train for Tomorrow's War. Hey, uh That's a that's a hard that's like a hardcore motto. Yeah. It, that's it really, is. that really gets you. Like it's uh it's something I've lived by it's simple for a long too. Time. It is. And and a lot of people are like, Hey, what what war? Like, what, what were we getting ready for? I was like, bro, it could be, it could be like mo- today, this morning. I was training for tomorrow's war. Why? Because I was getting ready for a podcast. Like, this war is my war right now. Is this podcast? Not a crazy war. You're just giving. You're
1: just giving how you're treating whatever you're doing at that point in time. Yeah. The seriousness you would give. Yeah. A war scenario.
0: It, it could be. It could be like, hey, I got a, I got a presentation. All right, man. How you gonna prep for it? What, what are you are you uh, thinking about questions that they may might ask you? Like you need to start prepping for that. It's it's being, um, not getting complacent in your spot. So like whatever complacency kills a lot of people, uh literally and figuratively, like uh, it kills your your motivation, kills your drive because you're like stuck in the now, and you're not really looking for what's in the presence. So wake up every day and be like, hey what's my war that's a that's another thing it was like what's your war do you have a war like what's your goals if you don't yeah, so have make, goals
1: you can't really fight a war if you're, you haven't identified your enemy
0: yeah exactly and and your enemy could be a board meeting it could be you know that PR that you're trying to set in the gym or you know whatever watching fucking, I don't know the next YouTube channel that you or discovering something whatever whatever you want to do figure it out and then set set a, a goal towards it so, yeah, like, in Florida phase, it's kind of like that. It's, you know, I've had so many guys do so many weird shit on, like, granted, they're tired. They're using probably about 30% of their brain yeah, activity. Yeah, their brain capacity, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that you see, you're just like, dude, what are you thinking? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And, like, my one question I ask them on, like, would you do that in real life? And if it's a no, then why the fuck are you doing dude? Like, do what makes sense. Do, like... We find th- guys
1: like because they're so tired, they're overthinking Oh yeah, 100%. being like it can't be this simple. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing, like when we say, Hey, be simple, man. Just just be simple. Baby. I hear
1: stupid simple a lot from yeah. the character from Bruce. Codename <laughs> code name
0: Bruce. <laughs> I'm telling you, like if you just keep it simple, even through life, like you just keep it simple. Sometimes the simple thing just blows people out of the water. And it's like, oh shit. Like the, the lessons that those are simple, like to me, because I kind of grew up and I kind of learned through that and I led guys in combat and I've done certain things here and there. Um, It's really
1: cool that you're kind of, you've acknowledged your ability to like reach back and like, kind of like pull people forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. Like uh, I haven't changed the mission on here. It says to pay tribute, train and mentor. But I think more what I'm trying to do now is create a um, a society or create a uh, culture of well-rounded leaders and give them the information uh, to be successful in tomorrow's war. Um, and mentoring, like, obviously, I'm here to mentor. I'm here to give you guys my, um, you know, my fill on things. But at the same time, like, if I don't have it, I'm going to go try to find a way for you to get it so like there's many people are like hey your workout programs don't work for me i'm like cool man what do you need and they'd be like oh i need this and this and this and one of my one of my favorite guys to pass it on to is another ranger and it's a uh, train like a ranger
1: mm. yeah i've seen that account yeah
0: he's cool he's a cool kid he's a cool dude uh, very humble And I'm like, hey, have you checked out this dude? Like, just because you can't find it with me doesn't mean I'm gonna be like, oh, that sucks, bro. See you later. No, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna point you in the right direction. I'm not I'm not like one of those guys is like, oh, my way is the highway. No, man, it's your way. So let's find your way. If it's not with me, how can you get the best and how can I help you? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's just it's a cool time. Uh, to do stuff, I get a chance. This is actually the first time that my face will be out there too.
1: Oh no! Yeah,
0: and face reveal. Nobody, <laughs> Damn. nobody knows who I am. Uh, and I and I kind of kept it that way because I didn't. I didn't want people to be like, "Oh, you're just trying to make yourself famous. You're trying to be the Tim Kennedy, or, you know."
1: Yeah, that's always a thing that you know we've talked about is how certain individuals kind of navigate because the whole premise of what what you guys do is it there's like a quietness about it yeah it's like you know you 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 go out and you do stuff or you get called to do stuff that like it's just like there's no need or maybe there's a reason not to talk about it or like there's just no attention needed and when you have someone that's like very much in the attention setting yeah it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird uh line to navigate i don't really know enough about it to know how or like the challenges that he's even experiencing but i'm i'm sure That there's, like, some agreements and different things. Yeah. Because I know he – I know Tim Kennedy, for instance. Like, I'm pretty sure he's – he was or is attached to, like, a National Guard yeah, yeah. special forces group that, like, allows him. People are like, how's he, like, doing all this other stuff, but he's still deploying? I'm like, well, that's because he's technically still in, but it's, like – Doing whatever he's want kind and, of
0: thing, and nothing against Tim Kennedy, he's doing a great job for like veterans and stuff out there, and I I fully agree with a lot of stuff that he does, and there's some stuff. Like, but it's not for you. It's not for me. Yeah. Um. Which and,
1: everybody understands because that level of attention. Yeah. No. Especially with that career, it's just like there's a lot of downsides to being that. Yeah. Out in the open.
0: And and plus that I'm not I'm not one of those guys. That see, I'm not very good at seeking attention. Mm. So like. Uh, People ask me for things, and I'm just like, uh, like being a, a showcase host would never happen because I'm not that kind of guy. I'm yeah, very, I'm very behind the scenes. I'm a quiet professional. Like, you know, ever since I got into like when I was a kid, um, I would get to the Ranger of and I got pulled aside from this big guy. His name's uh Joseph Pope. Big squad layer huge. Like th- this guy's like, when I first met him, he was single arm snatching two hundred five over his arm with a barbell. Like, what? the guy's a monster. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's just
1: picking like the I. I weigh one sixty, so he's yeah. just.
0: <laughs> and he's like, he get he he pulls me off to the side, and he's like, hey bro, don't say that you're a ranger. Nobody gives a fuck. It's just don't tell anybody that you're a ranger. If I find out that you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like my first, like, oh, okay. And like in battalion. So then from then on, it was just, you never told anybody, you never talked about your stories. That's, that's the thing. Like a lot of, uh, the sad thing in right now, and it kind of sucks a little bit is there's not a lot of stories out there about Rangers. Like our, our story not getting told and it kind of sucks because you're seeing all these other guys' stories getting told, you know, the lone survivor, you know, all that, all that stuff. Own Survivor is a great movie. Great story. Interesting.
1: the The whole story is a lot more interesting than what. Well, like, how do I say this? the The how the events actually played out and what the movie portrays are different. Yeah. Then, and like the the entire like energy around that situation is a lot different out in pop culture. Then I think the factual story. Yeah, I think,
0: is. Uh, and, and even even Marcus Marcus Latrell came out and said that he was like, "Yeah, Hollywood kind of took some of it." Mm. He's like, "You know, we can't really, because Hollywood knows how Hollywood's gonna be." But uh, there's a whole another side of that story that a lot of people, not a lot of people know, and it's about the Ranger Battalion or the Rangers that went in to. Say marcus luttrell Mm. like there's a whole whole nother story to that and it and sadly it may it may never get told um and it kind of sucks um we don't write books i think there's like one book that has a bunch of us putting stories together that um well there's
1: not a lot of there's not a lot of there's not a lot of green beret books there's not a lot of ranger books since vietnam yeah vietnam's like where all the books stopped
0: yeah, so there's there's one ranger book, and it's written by a, uh, a buddy of mine, um, Grady. It's The Night in the Peck Valley. It's about um, our company that got into a lelicious firefight, and we lost a couple of guys, and it's it's a good book. It's a good, good read, but nobody really knows about it. Uh, there's another book. What's the book called? The Night in the Peck Valley, or Petch Valley.
1: Like we're gonna have P-E-C-H. to we're gonna be buying some books make sure we saw save these so yeah that one right to there the, the night
0: in the yeah peck valley and that's uh grady down there that's him
1: slice do you have this book
0: no. you don't have this book oh ranger what the fuck no. <laughs> 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 no he's a great dude he actually uh he's up in atlanta um and he actually owns a tree cutting service, so he does he does a pretty good job for himself too. But great dude, um, and he wrote that book and it's a good book. It's uh, one of my favorites that I've read. Um, and you can just tell it's it's the pain and the uh, sacrifice that was there when you're reading it and you're just like wow I can't believe that nobody really knows about this story. Is this
1: guy like if we wanted to reach out to this guy after we read the book
0: uh, is that a thing? Yeah, you might be able to um his tree service is uh Live the Rangers Live the Rangers Creed Tree Service. It's up in Kennesaw Uh um, that's,
1: that's a name right
0: there. Yeah, Live the Ranger Creed and uh he he by far is probably one of my favorite dudes to I haven't seen him in probably about for a while it's been a while but yeah i ran into time flies him. right dude you have no idea it's fucking crazy um especially especially being in the armed services like you realize like shit i left ranger battalion like 6 7 years ago and it doesn't feel like it, it feels like yesterday i was like bro right cuz you stopped in 17 you said yeah it stopped in 17
1: yeah we're about to be 2022
0: yeah that's fucking crazy
1: so like, crazy april, right april
0: april of 2017 i was like i feel
1: like 2022 is going to be a good year just cuz The numbers, Uh, just saying. (laughs) The numbers, they're good. We got twenty and twenty two. They just seem like good numbers. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna. I mean, it's gonna bring us what it brings us. That's great. But I feel like I feel like we got it this year. Okay. Twenty, like twenty three though. That's a messy number. I don't know, man. Twenty three year of Jordan.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. his
1: birthday's on the twenty third. Yeah. That's the problem. Is like Michael Jordan kind of has the twenty three.
0: Yeah. He's
1: kind of kidnapped him. I don't know. It's okay, though. Yeah. Maybe we'll we can it bring it back. Bring yeah. it back from Jordan. Maybe. Maybe what he'll do is make it the year of Jordan, though, and still you know make it all about him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Dude, if we'll, what if 2023 was just like Jordan like, announces he's running for president?
0: That would be crazy. <laughs> Honestly,
1: the stories that would probably come out about him to try oh, and yeah. slander him oh, yeah. would be insane. Gambler. Well, the stories coming gambling out gambling strip club. Like, yeah. Jordan was an animal on and off the court.
0: Yeah. yeah. But you also got like stories coming out about Magic Johnson, even after all, like, 40 years like yeah they're still coming out dude yeah, it's weird though because like
1: you always see like serial killers that have like a huge mess of women that are like marry me <laughs> so it's like dude you like magic johnson's clearly got the you know yeah he's got the energy he's got the energy still he's like hey voice look voice. i'll give you a death sentence if you want to go on a date with me
0: and they're like yeah yeah sure for <laughs> sure what no Let's it's do- a so another book is um uh a, another friend of mine his name's uh and actually one of my stories is in this because it's like a whole bunch of us and he came to me about it and uh, he, you like,
1: authored a story or you just i provided I, I wrote, the
0: I, I provided the story i basically wrote it um because i was it was a personal experience of my own and uh i i gave it to him and i was like hey you can put this in your book and, it's and what like, book is this It's called, uh, oh, gosh, Violence of Action, the Untold Stories of the 75th Range Regiment. Oh, man, we're going shopping. Yep, that one right there. Wait, 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 wait. It doesn't have
1: anything to do with Steven Seagal?
0: No, it doesn't have
1: That's (laughs) like, oh, my God, how have
0: you seen (laughs) that movie?
1: (laughs) 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 Yo, 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 yo. He definitely went to the, the, what's it, who's the guy who just shot that poor girl? Uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin. He went to the Alec Baldwin School of Gun Control.
0: Yeah, look at his face. Look, look at that finger. trigger
1: discipline. Wow, he's Terrible. about to shoot the dude holding the light. Coming, the light this next is, to him.
0: This is bad. Terrible. Steven
1: Seagal like fakes being Native American. He fakes being like. A karate mat, like it's just.
0: Have you seen some of those karate matches that he does? He's just
1: like barely moving his hand. You like Wing like Chun
0: going across? Is like, dude, this is <laughs> Kill Bill, bro.
1: no but he's also people don't realize he's also in law enforcement. He is. He is actually. Scary. You know who
0: else is in law enforcement? That kind of surprised me. Shaq. Shaquille
1: O'Neal. Yeah, yeah, yeah Shaq. did you dude. imagine
0: running into that guy like just
1: dude. put? I'd I'd probably get arrested by
0: Shaq. For I'd be like, for like I'd be like, hey, 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 Shaq. uh what do I gotta do here? Can you uh, sign back my shirt while you're, <laughs> while while your you're handcuffing hand me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like pull a sharpie
1: out of your back yeah, pocket, just, dude. I've been ready for this movement.
0: It's in the backs. It's in my back pocket. Just grab it. It's right
1: there. I always keep a sharpie.
0: I ran into him one time uh, at Ranger Rendezvous in uh, Columbus, Georgia. Some weird ass. It was like a weird ass club, and he's sitting in the back, and he's got like a bunch of people around him. And uh, we're at Ranger Rendezvous, and you don't know what Ranger Rendezvous is. Is um, You need to go with your brother. You need to go to Ranger Rendezvous because it is past and present. Rangers all get together, and they all just drink, and they swap stories. And it is the coolest, funnest time. So you're going to meet Rangers from the 80s, the 60s, like whoever's alive and spent any time in a Ranger regiment or yeah. any, anything, they're there. And they're cool. They're cool as shit. World War II Rangers. I don't know if there's any more. And we was, better get there quick if we're gonna yeah, catch bro. any of those dudes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is it is cool as shit. But uh, we were there, and I was I was just hanging out with some friends of mine, and we were we were drinking downtown Columbus, which you know no Rangers should ever be doing. Even like the third bat guys, I have mad respect for third bat guys because they go down there all the time, and they are a force in nature. And I can always see why they're mad because everybody's trying to beat them up. It's crazy. But, yeah, we went into this club, and he's sitting in the back, and he's just chill, man. And I was like, oh, hey, Shaquille O'Neal, I'm I'm a big fan. He's like, yeah, it's cool, bro, you know, just, you know, keep it on down low, man. I was like, all right, cool. Hey, <laughs> nice to meet you. And I, like, shook his hand, and his, like, fingers come all the way back. <laughs> Damn. Like, fuck. Tentacles. This guy could kill me. <laughs> 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 he can't make a free throw to save his life. But though, yeah, "Violence so. of Action" is uh, is actually a bunch of stories put together from guys from all over the bats.
1: So it's like a compilation of a bunch of different.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, by far one of the books that's made me laugh, cry, and uh, have PTSD moments all within like twenty minutes. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's pretty deep. Some that, there's some pretty good writers in there um, that visualize and like tell their story pretty visually and one of the actually one of the one of the stories in there is hadith damn. it's like 20 pages long and this guy went into detail about it and it was cool as shit like i i had to stop reading it because i was just like fuck i can't it was just
1: deep um, stuff needs to get written down because if you don't realize about your own memory like if you don't write it down and come back and like read your own words back like you never remember anything clearly
0: bro it took me six months to write my story like i was just like I was going through like everything I could find. I was talking to guys that were there. I used to have, uh, so I kind of did something wrong, but I had like every single radio call that could ever been, that was ever made that night. And it was, it was just, it was like a book like this. And it would go from one side of my house to the other side and back. And it was just long. And you can just read every single radio call was ever made by any aircraft, by any, any personnel on the ground. And it was just, it was just crazy. And it's, and you got to sit there and, cipher it and like i'm trying to get this i'm trying to get it right mm. like i I am not going to put my story in a book and have, get it mess it up yeah mm-hmm. and like the sequence is all messed up and i think it did pretty well because one of the guys that was there too he wrote his story he was actually shot in the jugular um he was one of our snot guys which is our sniper overwatch team and uh he wrote his story and his his and eyes kind of like intertwine like it was it was perfect Damn, so that's pretty cool
1: yeah in the was, neck
0: it was a good time right in the neck bro the guy was the guy's tough that that dude some of the stuff i've seen him do that day was crazy it was a good like it's a good time to talk about it now and like he's very humble about it he's just like yo what's up you know kind of chill and i think all of us are the same way but he's you you ever want to meet like somebody who's just straight up g that guy is a pretty straight up g he's he's a cool dude uh, his name's Eric Cox. Sorry Eric if I drop your name if you ever watch this. But
1: <laughs> shout out to Eric we're, f- we're looking for you.
0: Yeah, we're looking for you. <laughs> you want to get somebody on a podcast. That that's the guy. Um but yeah, I I all these stories just they're never going to get told. But uh the best thing I can do is really like anybody some of the stories I sent on like talk about on Black Flag Nation and like leadership stuff is a lot of guys that I watched growing up like When I say growing up, I mean like growing up in the battalion. We use that because when we get in, we're 19 years old. When I left, I was 29. So I grew up in Ranger Battalion watching guys that were way better than me and learning from them and kind of building my own leadership style. And then by the time I stepped into a leadership position, I kind of had it figured out. And I've kind of started to realize not a lot of people have it figured out. So the best thing that you can do is share the information and it's like you and Jocko Willink, I think. Yeah. I have it figured out. Yeah. I wouldn't compare myself to Jocko. Definitely, at all. yeah. I don't think
1: he's a he's cool. He's I a specimen of a human. People know him for different th- reasons. Like some people know him because he was a Navy SEAL, some people know him from like the jujitsu community. Yeah um some people know him because he's like a consult a business consultant yeah and
0: uh yeah he's just he's a thick man
1: yeah if you've ever gotten the privilege to see Jocko in person it's not it doesn't make sense no it doesn't it doesn't but he's so cool like i would
0: love to i would love to sit in the room and just be like hey man
1: yeah i feel like he's i mean definitely a little taller than me i think he's like 5'10 probably yeah but he's like as wide as the door.
0: Yeah, he's just thick. <laughs> just like, it's like, how do you fit through doors, dude? He's he's a big guy, and he's he, you can just tell, like, um, you can tell, like, why, looking in people's eyes, you can just be like, yeah, that, 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 that guy's a killer. Like, he's he's got the killer mentality. Um, That's another thing I used to a lot is, like, do you have a killer mentality? Do you have, like, can you go out in the world and get what you want and, like, drive to get it? and that's another thing too like having a killer mentality goes everything into you know training for tomorrow's war you really got to go out and get what you want um whatever it is you know and set yourself so, set yourself up for success but that's uh yeah i think Jocko does. i think when he talks he talks about that too he's like always, it's
1: just such like when you learn about his entire career it he makes a lot more sense yeah I like mean, you really he like professional career and everything like you're like yeah. oh well like he's such a good leader because he, he literally is the most well rounded mm-hmm. leader to yeah. come through there he has um i think his last job before he was in charge of seal team three was like he was the aide to the admiral of the yeah. navy and that, so like he got like admin he got highest level yeah of admin experience and then dropped back down and then ran an entire, like he just like went all th- over the Navy.
0: Yeah. That's, that's like somebody has that kind of, but he was in there career. for like
1: 20 years. Yeah. 20. So oh, I've been in yeah. 13.
0: I'm coming up. I got seven more years left.
1: Dude. Yeah. So maybe we can inch up on some Jocko experiences. Yeah, maybe. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> just get you a lot of pro, a lot of meat and squats. I th- I
0: think, I think I could. That's probably
1: um, all he has on you now. I his, just run his thick legs.
0: Yeah, I just run. Oh, I don't have thick legs. Yeah,
1: you don't have Jocko legs. i mean, I, it's, I This know, is right? what it is. Dude, Dude, it takes a, years of of just. I don't even know how. Like you got to be born that thick. I yeah, think, at a certain degree.
0: A lot of that's genetics. Not discounting how strong he is, at no, how his at age, all. but yeah, how old is he? He's like
1: he's got to be in his late fifties, early fifties, maybe.
0: He's cool as shit though. I he could love. be
1: younger than that though. He could be. F- yeah, it could be. But he's got teenage hey, man, kids, though.
0: The military kind of, like, runs you into the ground. Like, you look older than you really are. Like, I've seen. Like, That's true. I've seen some guys that come in. They're like, yeah, they're 35. I'm like, dude, that guy looks like he's 60. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm I'm thirty 32. And I have people tell me, they're like, bro, you look like you're 40. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm 50.
1: 32. Yeah, you're younger than I am.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I was like By looking, a year. Yeah, I was looking it's in the math. mirror. I was looking at yeah, math. Uh No, yeah, I was looking in the mirror the other day, and I was like, fuck, I've never, like, this is, like, probably the first time I had a beard in, like, a long time, Mm. and uh, I have grays in my beard, and I was like, bro, I'm gonna... Be able to grow a beard in here in seven years, and it's gonna be snow white. It's not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get a joy like. do You have any like weird beard
1: hairs that like grow? Like I have hairs that like grow longer or faster than other hairs that are gray. I have, and it's like, whoa, buddy.
0: I don't know, but I have. There's like a. It's like sneaking out. There's like a portion in here where like it grows like this, and it's just poking into my face. And I'm just like, I don't know how. Yeah, I have that
1: underneath here. It's like this whole like. The, like this side is fighting this side. Yeah, you got the lion <laughs> Yeah, when, beard, when I, yeah, when I, when I like shave, I have to like be like, oh no, left side, don't fight the right. So many, <laughs>
0: so many people tell me there too. They're like, just, uh, just keep pushing through. Let the like the beards. A, it's an art form. You it takes everything in your mind. They're just like, just don't quit. <laughs> don't quit. <it." laughs>
1: could you, could you grow for the for those that are worried about it? Could you grow a beard when you were like twenty nine?
0: Oh yeah. Alright. Yeah, I, I I used to so there there's was, no hope for you guys listening. I'm sorry guys. Uh no, I uh there was I, I think when I figured out I could grow a beard it was like two thousand ten our platoon like our platoon split in half and we were in uh um, Mez, Mez in Afghanistan. It was a it's a German operated base and they allowed us to grow our beards. So I had a like a three week long it was probably about this size, um, but it was it was pretty gnarly. So yeah, I could I could grow a beard, I think. Gee Germans. Yeah, the Germans. They're pretty cool too overseas. They're always like they want to party, man. They that that's all they want to do. They want to drink and my extent
1: and of people. my extent <laughs> of knowing about active German warrior types or uh, instructor zero, I think, is German, right?
0: I've never even heard that.
1: Yeah. Austrian. Austrian maybe. Yeah. Eh, I don't know, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's all the same, right?
1: At one point, it was technically the same place. Sorry
0: if you're Austrian. I'm sorry. You're not the same as Germany. I know. That's okay. (laughs)
1: Somebody during a trivia thing the other day got Austria confused with Australia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big difference. And the question question was, where is Arnold Schwarzenegger from? He's like, Australia. And I was
0: like... (laughs) No, could buddy. You imagine, no. Could you imagine <laughs> if he was really from Australia? He'd be like, "Hey, mate, you know, yeah, I might," and just like I'll flicks his pecs. <laughs> I'll be I'll b- back, <laughs> mate. I'm gonna go out to the bobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like flex. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't
0: think. I don't think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would be very in, intimidating. intimidating. Yeah, I was just thinking Australia. that. Like yeah. he'd be super chill. He'd be like, where like Austrians have like that sense of like, I don't know, intensity. It's <laughs> not them. a tumor. Yeah, they're so yeah. intense, which. I've only met, like, two or three people, and they're very intense people. It's like... Yeah, so your
1: population said is yeah. three people. Yeah, pretty much. And three of them are... I mean, that's a...
0: High ratio. I mean, we
1: got to find some nice non-yelling Germans in here quick, or this number is just going to be written yeah, into history. Yeah, it's going to
0: get bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, so, yeah, the... Just... I forget where I was going with that. Great books, um, Definitely highly recommend again. them, especially if you're a Rangers. There's another book out there. It's uh, another Ranger book that is I've totally forgot about this, but it's about um another it's another seal book, but I think a Ranger wrote it. I don't know, but it's a it's a Ranger responding to uh, a a seal that fell out of the back of a helicopter. It's uh, Rogers Ridge. It's uh, the Battle of Takagar. Every Ranger knows about it. ACO, ACO 175 was involved in it. We lost like uh, I think it was four guys from 1st Ranger Battalion in 2002. They're like the first ones of the whole um, GWAT. So they were the very first ones and then we didn't, in 1st Ranger Battalion, we didn't lose another guy until 2009. So seven years. We went through a seven year drought of losing a guy. So that was, that was kind of cool. And then obviously 2010 came around and we lost a couple more guys but uh Robert no, it's Roger's Ridge it's a pretty good one it's about um a SEAL team guy fell out of the helicopter and it was a rescue mission um crap who's the TAC P guy that got the medal of honor uh, is it Miller no there's a there's a there's a whole like if you go yes it's going to be a movie, yes, a gonna movie, be a movie. i think it's going to be the coolest movie because the motherfucker is a badass if the they guy do it right, it's gonna yeah, it's going to be it's going to be better than Lone Survivor. I I highly like All right, so what are we doing here? We're googling. So it's um Do Roberts Ridge, Yeah. and Yeah. You said Ro- well, Roberts Roberts Ridge T A C P. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh there he is. He's uh Roberts Ridge right there. Yep, that one. That guy, uh, man, what's his name? I can't uh, – fuck.
1: Just click on it. I've got it.
0: Uh, I feel so bad, too. I'm I'm really good memorizing guys that uh, we have passed. Chapman. John There Chapman. we go. John Chapman. His story, if you – it's it's even on my page. Like, I saw – Is this
1: it. the guy that goes up on the snow hill? Yeah. Is that it's the Snow Hill like one the where they get world. separated? Yes. Where they get separated? Yes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, I've guy seen that is video.
0: amazing. Like his story, it's like the first uh, Medal of Honor it's ever been videoed. Like oh, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's probably like the easiest Medal of Honor that you could probably give someone. Yeah,
1: because they get like a, in a melee in f- waist deep snow, yeah. uphill, yeah. lobbing yeah. shit back and forth. There's, yeah, there's
0: they, a there's a thing on there too. A lot of people got upset wow, when I posted a video because they were like, well, we never leave anybody behind. And the SEALs just left people behind. And I was like, you got to understand, like, they're under hellacious fire. And they also kind of lost him, too. Yeah, so the the two people that they leave, so one guy, so he ends up getting mortally injured and, like, basically dies. And so they're like, okay, now we got two dead people on the, on the hill, and they're still in a firefight. And then, like, their 60 gunner gets shot in the leg or the arm or something, so they got another casualty. So instead of losing a third guy, they pulled off the mountain to get – uh, to get out of there so that they didn't lose anybody and a lot of people are like well they just left Chapman up there it's like yeah but you gotta understand common knowledge for them at that time was Chapman was dead mm. so you got two dead guys on there and you got another guy that's mortally wounded you gotta get the guy more, mortally wounded off of there so as a leader I would have done the same thing I would have made the same call kind of sucks because you don't want to leave you're your buddies. limiting the collateral damage at right that point. yeah you're, you're trying not to lose more guys and a lot of a lot of people are like, well, you, they left them. and
1: I was you like, don't you don't throw like good after bad. You don't want to like get more invested into no, a situation. No.
0: Especially if you're down uh, a like basically a saw gunner. That's a that's a lot of bullets going down the range and seals work in a smaller group than rangers. So uh they left and then Chapman comes back to life basically and then continues to fight. And then um that's when the Rangers went in for QRF, which is Quick Reaction Force. They went in and basically uh, fought that and lost four other guys. But they, the whole point was to get everybody off the hill that was alive. And at that time, it was Chapman that they were going for. And that's going to be a crazy movie, bro. Do. It's going to be a awesome movie. Um, I will definitely be going to see that in the theaters. Usually, I wait, like uh, I wait like a couple of days later, like lift the hype. Like, settle and down, maybe, yeah. and then I'll go see it. No, I'll go see this, like, Thursday night. Yeah, midnight. the night is yeah. I'm going to go to see this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be the first time I get to the movies in, like, three years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. That man. sucks.
1: Dude, I'm so pumped you came on the show. Yeah, This man. was a good time. Yeah. That's, I feel like we learned a lot. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: We got some new books to read.
0: Yeah, right? New books to read. Uh, also... Coming out with a leadership program. It might launch this summer. We're going to I'm working with another guy. He's a retired Marine. Okay. Um, we're coming out with a leadership program. So backing up with what we're saying here and people can basically get pitched how to be a better leader and in the corporate world and trying to figure that out. So
1: Yeah, figure out how to make money.
0: Yeah, not really. I'm not really into the money. I'm just passing it around. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to pay for it, but Yeah, but you teach people how to make money by being
1: civilized leaders.
0: Civilized leaders and how to lead people to be more, I don't know, like solve problems and get other people to join on with you and want to work for you. So work output better, I guess. So,
1: We'll have to keep our eye out for that. Dude, I really appreciate you coming yeah, on. Yeah, no
0: problem, brother. Dude, thanks so much. Thanks for hitting me up.
1: Um, so people can find you at Black Flag Nation um, underscore on Instagram. Yeah. Is yeah. that where you're mainly yeah, that's uh black yeah, I have a TikTok,
0: com? But I just post videos that I have on here. It's just more people to reach out to. But yeah, Black Flag Nation underscore. Um if you guys ever want to hit me up, uh I will most likely talk to you if you're not like trying to a
1: Chinese bot.
0: Yeah, if you're not a Chinese <laughs> bot and try not to sell me your OnlyFans, uh, then yeah, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you all day long. Um, some people just go hello, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're just like, oh, it's nice meeting you. Oh, cool, nice meeting you too. It's weird. Weird. It happens. So come with questions. Yeah, come with questions. I'll try to answer them, and if I can't answer them, then I'll find somebody else that can.
1: Dude, awesome. So much. Well, um, thanks for coming. Yeah. You uh, hit the subscribe button, and um. Yeah, keep listening. We appreciate all the new listeners that keep coming and joining and uh, coming into the the show here. So, oh yeah, thanks there's to one, all you guys. There's one thing. Um, Go for it. I don't
0: know if you guys do this, but if you're watching this, uh, I launched a promo code. So if you do watch this. Uh, promo code podcast. You can get a uh, percentage off of anything on my store. So, blackflagnation.com. Get up wow, there and shop your logos, there badass. You so, definitely
1: that. worth <laughs> something. We know so John will probably buy something for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy something. <laughs> I day. got a promo code. I'm going. Yeah, right. You can't, the, once you get that promo code in your hand, you just can't stop. Yeah, you got to use it. You got to use it. So, thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button and uh, share the show.